1: Money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money.
3: Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN.
4: World Cup countdown is on. Now's the time. Get your copy of the World Cup betting guide. Nigel Seeley breaks down all eight groups, predictions for every group with our experts, awards, and the only way to get the guides to become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99 and get access for everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. And also check out the World Cup betting preview show on YouTube, vsun.com slash subscribe.
5: We shall begin this hour talking college football as uh, Andy Staples joins the program, covers the sport for the athletic, and you can also catch his podcast. It's called The Andy Staples Show. Plus, I've been told that he uh, craves good barbecue every second that he's awake. Andy, thanks for the time today. How are (laughs) you?
3: That That is true. I am craving it as we speak, and it's only 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, uh,
5: uh, the What you guys have done over the years at The Athletic with the Heisman straw poll, I think has been a pretty – eventually, as the year – as we get closer to the actual award and the ceremony, it's a pretty good indicator of what you can expect to happen. And uh, this year, again, it's a great race. But uh, right now, C.J. Stroud is the leader. But I have to tell you, uh, he's only a point up – on a new serious contender here, Andy, and that is North Carolina quarterback Drake May. And also May has more first-place votes in the straw poll. Can you, can you tell everybody what like this straw poll consists of and uh, if this May hype is actually potentially real? Well,
3: it's, it's all the college football writers at The Athletic and, and editors as well. And a lot of us are actual Heisman voters, but we all follow the sport very closely and, and probably more closely than the average Heisman voter does. But it is a pretty good cross section because you know, we all live all over the country. We cover, you know, we have beat writers who cover different teams, and uh, we have national writers, so it's it's a good cross section, kind of a, a a good representation of what the actual Heisman electorate looks like. So we usually get pretty close as the season moves on, it's it's pretty weird at first. Like those first few weeks, they get you see some some odd names pop out, but. But as the season goes on, it, it becomes a little more, you know, accurate. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think the year that, uh, that, that Kyler – now, I wasn't working at the Athletic yet when this happened, but, like, the year that Kyler Murray won, remember it was Tua, 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 Tua. Mm-hmm. And their, their little straw poll kind of note, noted when it turned, like when it really became clear that, that Kyler was a serious contender. And, it's you know, last year was a little bit easier because – Bryce sort of at the end of the Auburn game and, and the SEC championship game, that's when he kind of ran away with it. But this is with Drake May. He's just he's been consistently one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and I think people are figuring out like he's the reason North Carolina is sitting there at 11 and one. And his numbers are very similar to CJ Stroud, but he doesn't have anywhere near the talent around him that CJ Stroud does. And he also is under pressure. To basically score every time they touch the ball because their defense has been so bad point. and, and he leads them in rushing. So there's that factor too. So like he's, he's completing 70% of his passes. He leads the nation with 34 touchdown passes. Um, he's averaging 9.5 yards per attempt. So basically, I mean, his numbers track very well against CJ Stroud from a passing standpoint, but then you add the rushing total to it too. He's a much more dynamic player. Like if you if you add, it, it, just look at it this way: if you were to put Drake May on Ohio State's offense, would Ohio State be better or worse? They'd be better. If you put C.J. Stroud in North Carolina's offense, would North Carolina be 11 and one? Maybe, maybe not.
4: Interesting. Yeah, way back, well, uh, you know, sitting there in fifth is, is Williams with USC. He's put up great numbers. Mm-hmm. If they look yeah. at the gauntlet, he's coming up though. Here you're going UCLA, Notre Dame, and then the mm-hmm. Pac-12 title game. What do you think if Williams and USC can run, win out here?
3: I think Caleb Williams will surge into the Heisman race if they if they win against UCLA this weekend and Notre Dame next weekend because everybody's going to be watching that UCLA game because there's playoff implications there. If USC loses, they're out of the playoff hunt, and obviously both teams still in the hunt for the Pac-12 title. The following week, you got Notre Dame. If, if USC beats UCLA and is still in the, the national title hunt, everybody's going to watch USC Notre Dame. So it's going to be the, the nation's chance to really get a good look at Caleb Williams. And if he keeps doing what he's been doing all year, the nation is going to be very impressed with Caleb Williams because he's really good. Like I, I do a draft podcast also at The Athletic called Prospects of Pros with our, our draft guru, Dane Brugler. And Dane says that, that Drake May and Caleb Williams, like if they were eligible for this year's draft, would be QB1 and QB2 in some order. And And they will be in the 2024 draft.
5: My
4: God. Wow, that is awesome. That is. That is. Oh, you've covered the sport for over twenty years. Where does Jim Mora job coaching job this year at UConn rank?
3: It is up there. It is up. when he took that job, I was like, Boy, I don't know if he knows what he's in for. Yeah, right? He must want he must want to get back in the in the game real bad because that's a <laughs> tough, tough job. Yep. But it's it's incredible what he's done and, and you know, that Liberty team they beat is really good. The, the only loss Liberty had going into that game was a one point loss to Wake Forest. I mean, they'd just gone and beaten Arkansas. And so it's pretty amazing what, what Jim Mora has been able to do in a very short time. Now, I thought he's a pretty good coach at UCLA. They, they always had pretty good players. Uh, they had a really good eye for talent. They just never could quite get over the hump. But what he's doing at UConn is, is pretty amazing. And I don't know if that necessarily means that somebody else says, oh, well, this is a great job, we're going to snap you up, Jim, or if he's going to be there a little while and actually turn that program back into something respectable. Because remember, under Randy Edsel, they were pretty good in the Big East. They actually won the Big East one year. But they've, they've fallen on really hard times. And I'm just I, – I can't I believe we're sitting here talking about a bowl-eligible UConn.
4: It is an amazing story, no doubt about it. Your reaction to the rankings – last night and what you think is the worst case scenario for the committee?
3: I, I don't think I'm very surprised by anything. You know, I expected Tennessee to be ahead of, of USC and I, I still think if it's a 12 and one USC versus an 11 and one Tennessee, that they're probably going to pick Tennessee mm. and, and it's one of those things that people say, well, what about this? What about this? And I, I, I will just, I always come back to what will USC's best wins be and their, their best wins are going to be, uh, who you know, UCLA, Notre Dame, and then whoever they play in the Pac-12 championship game, which would be, which would be nice, but Tennessee's got Alabama and a 27 point win at LSU, which is probably nicer. And, and it's funny because the committee, like the committee members will say they don't worry about lines and point spread, but we know based on how they rank teams and, and how they, you know, like they, they had Texas way up there last week before they lost to TCU. They, they've had Notre Dame up there more than, say, the like the AP poll and the coaches' poll in spite of how many losses they have. That tells me you're looking at advanced predictive rankings like SP+, plus or FPI. And you know what those things are? They're basically point spread yeah.
5: predictive. Yeah, power so ratings.
3: If, 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 you were going, if you were going to predict a point spread for a neutral site Tennessee-USD game, you'd have Tennessee favored, and that's why they'll pick Tennessee, because they're going to go, this team's better. Now, I, I, I have a way. I think they should do this when they when they don't know who four is, when they're trying to decide between four and five. Mm-hmm. You take you, you rent a, a windowless van, and you kidnap the coach of the number one team. You put a bag over his head. You take him to an undisclosed location. And then you shoot him up with some sort of proof serum, and you say, Who would you least like to play? And so, in this case, you'd be kidnapping Kirby Smart, and you'd be saying, Kirby, would you rather play USC or Tennessee? Kirby's going to tell you he'd rather play USC, so the answer is Tennessee.
5: I love that scenario. We're going to need to make that happen for sure. That'd be great. And we could televise it, too. Um, Okay, so what about a one-loss Michigan? Because if they do, even if it's a close game, and we don't get chaos, right? So if, like, TCU wins, um, you know, Tennessee wins out, Georgia beats LSU, USC wins the Pac-2 if Michigan loses a close game, they're not going to have a lot of meat on their bone. So I, I don't think you can make a case then, at that point for a two loss, or one loss Michigan.
3: No, but here's the, the more interesting scenario from the big 10. What if Michigan wins a close game and Ohio state is sitting there because you, you know, who doesn't want to be compared to Ohio state is like, I don't know. an 11, a 12 and one ACC champ with a loss to Ohio state or to, with a loss to Notre Dame. Um, yeah. USC, if their, if their Notre Dame win is not as impressive as Ohio State's Notre Dame win, I, I think that is the more interesting scenario because Ohio State is the one with some stuff happening that if they lost that game, maybe they could slip in at four. And there's a scenario where, where you have an all-SEC Big Ten playoff, which it's, it's kind of amazing we've never gotten one of those, yeah. given how those are the two kind of power real power leagues. They're the ones with all the money. Uh, that I think is the scenario. I don't think if Ohio, State be, if Ohio State beats Michigan, I don't think Michigan has enough to get back in without just massive chaos. But if Michigan were to just edge Ohio State, and we, and we, like, let's say it's a controversial call, and we're like, well, we don't know. Ohio yeah. State might still actually be better, but they kind of got screwed. I can see Ohio State flipping in there.
4: 90 seconds. When you come to town, there's a steakhouse here called Berries. They have a 24-ounce bone and ribeye and a 46-ounce tomahawk ribeye. Can we buy you dinner? Yep.
3: Oh, absolutely. Um, two of the tomahawks, please. That'll be great.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Dad, i got to
4: see you in action. Yeah. We'll call
5: in advance. Go, okay,
4: great. Thanks, Andy. We appreciate it. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. All right. There you go. Well done. Excellent. 46-ounce tomahawk ribeye. Take two. Ready Utah. <laughs> Utah. Two. Utah, too. Give me two of those. Two. <laughs> I, I I don't have a problem. I wouldn't have a problem if it's Ohio State, Michigan, Tennessee, and Georgia. That and could I, happen. I don't have a problem. I don't, I yeah. don't.
5: By the way, you can uh, follow him on Twitter. Yeah. He's at Andy underscore Staples. And uh, the name of his podcast is the yeah. Andy Staples Show. That was awesome stuff on the God. Heisman Trophy, oh, by the way. Oh, my God.
4: I mean, you, you run out right now and bet May And Williams. Now that I don't they think USC win. runs the table I don't think so. that's yeah. but but they there's definitely a path cuz their defense yeah. is so bad they're going to have yep. to outscore people. Yep. We'll get into look ahead
5: lines of Thanksgiving week in the NFL. What do you make Buffalo at Detroit? And if you're still alive and survivor, plenty of good options on the board.
4: This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Lace up your cleats, Bet Rivers online sportsbook latest odds, lines, and boosts your go-to for any soccer-related content. Check out the Bet special World Cup promotions, the futures, the insurance bets. Bet Rivers sportsbook calling all soccer fans for the World Cup. BetRivers.com. Download the app to get in all the match day action. It's a whole new game. And I did a little deep dive into all the props yesterday. Oh, my God. Will all 32 teams score? That's available.
5: Oh, some of the props are available for the World Cup
4: betting. How about 164 and a half
5: goals, I think, scored in the entire thing?
4: Yes. That's one of them. Will a player score seven? Will a team?
5: Oh, it's so much. It's incredible, the creativity.
4: Yeah. By the
5: way, side note, next week, starting next week, is this official? I think we're going to have Nigel Seeley on the show every single day, live from the Cup.
4: After, run them into the ground. How many shows can say, "Let's go live to Cutter"? And, and go to where the- we have a soccer betting expert. Try to, to make on. you some money early on in the, the morning. morning.
5: Right, It would be great. Oh boy, it's all okay. the action. Yep. What What is your level of excitement for when we get to like the week before Thanksgiving every single year? Man, you can see it on the horizon.
4: Come on, bring, it, bring it to me. I have the order placed. Do you? Can't wait. The turkey, the stuffing, the mac and cheese, oh. crab stuffing, oh, the ham, the rolls. Did I say mashed, got the mashed. You can double up. I don't care. Yep, gravy, very important. Gravy's oh, a big the, big key to the this. Gra- the gravy and the stuffing to me, the key yeah, to gravy. the entire day. Oh, I love, I love stuffing. It my is my mom did made great stuffing. Yeah, bad stuffing. It's a, you know stuffing oh, a sets kill. the tone. Absolutely, it does. Stuffing's the big part of the meal. It's and the uh, number I,
5: one holiday with a bullet.
4: Just too bad I'm not Italian, because you got the pregame, you know, Vincen, Vinnie Meatballs, Michael Lombardi. Order a pizza.
5: Order a pizza. Get it's, out It'll scratch that itch What, no ziti?
4: Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you, I mean, you got to have, oh, God, ready to go. And okay. then the, the schedule that we have as well, four World Cup matches. And we start with the big boy, Bills at Detroit. What do you think of the number? Bills yep. are lane yep. 10. It's been all over the place, right? They will go up and down the field. Can you imagine what they're going to do to this Detroit defense? See what's transpired against what they did against Fields. I want a, up. want a total on the game. Yeah, right. Right. I get you. What do you make? They the total? have totals up? I got it. Okay, wow. Hold on. But they're late. 10 in game one. Mm-hmm. They got to get right. Allen's got to get right here. Well, he's got to get right Sunday. But they got to get this thing back on track, right? These last two losses here, unacceptable. And to be, for them to be the sixth seed, you know, the silly turnovers. Well, they should have you know, beat the Jets. They obviously should have won last week. He has to do a better job. What do you make the total?
5: It's I mean, minimum 51 and a half.
4: <laughs> what? That's what it is. Great call. Is that what it is? That's yeah, it's right under the yep. – yeah, they nailed it.
5: Um, You know, they could lose this week to the Browns, as dumb as it might sound. Well, if you get a blizzard, yeah. Of course you could. Absolutely. jump could go nuts and have 180 yards. Yeah, yeah. Um, The other two games that we have on Christmas uh, – Christmas, Jesus, Thanksgiving, Giants and the Cowboys, Dallas are lane seven. Dallas is lane seven.
4: It's too much. It's too it's, much. It's a big number. Dak is also rusty. Dak has not played well. And I'm concerned about this defense now. Again, what happened in the Chicago game, what happened against Rodgers, Green Bay's offense was pathetic coming into that. Yeah. You can't blow a 14-point lead late and score 28 points on the road. You know, Prescott was a reason with the turnovers. But you can't score 28 points on the road and lose to Green Bay like that. I think maybe the Chicago game might get a pass. The
5: defense, they scored 49 points. They're up big pretty much the entire way. Fields is running around like uh, a maniac. You know what I'm saying? Tearing the defense apart. So I think maybe they get a pass on that one. Uh, Patriots at the Vikings in the late game. you got to lay the hook now. Patriots are three and a half. Vikings are three. God, Mitch, come on. Vikings are three and a half in the game.
4: Yeah. I don't want the Patriots. You don't want
5: the Patriots? No,
4: I want the Vikings. Playing in all these one-score games. Short week? Travel? No. No, I don't. I I know it's Belichick, but again, I have to see Mac Jones at least be competent. I mean, Mac Jones has got to – Mac Jones has been terrible this year. Terrible. They're winning in spite of him. So, until right. that happens, and I don't trust New England's That's defense. That's going to be – They're cur- playing a lot better. But you also have to factor in, it. you know, it was Wilson. It was Detroit. You know, look, they shut down Brissette. I, I think Jackson threw all over him. I think Cousins will eat. Uh, they'll have the pregame turkey, then they'll eat uh, against New England's defense. Cousins deserves a lot of credit this year. Yeah. So does Kevin O'Connell. Which, by
5: the way, we will get into the updated Coach of the Year odds coming up in about 15 minutes, 20 minutes. What a move on that in that market um, after this previous week. But that's going to be primetime Thanksgiving Cousins against Belichick.
4: Well, yeah, the primetime angle, yep.
5: Okay, now this is going yep. you have some popular plays next week in Survivor Pools. This one is Exhibit A. Texans play against the Dolphins. Miami's laying 9.5. That's in Miami.
4: If you have them available. You have to use them.
5: There's no doubt you have, have to. to use them. Yep. And by the way, you at this point of this game, you need to be like you. I can sleep well if I lose. Right. Because it's Texans two, uh,
4: worst team in the league.
5: Yeah. How how were the are the Texans gonna make the Dolphins punt one time?
4: Now the tech, Yeah, and will the Texans score even though Miami's defense has been off? Yep. Yep.
5: Broncos are two and a half at the Panthers. Oh wow. I can't. There's <laughs> you. You want to on the road. With the way the NFL is going this yeah. year, do you want to lay two and a half with the Broncos on the road?
4: No. Neither do I. I will lay four with Baltimore or Jacksonville, though. Come on with that line. It's a, The power rating, you're getting people back. They're healthy. They go into Tampa and win? Jacksonville off the bye? Nah, I don't care. Come on. That's too cheap. On the road? I'm not saying survivor. No. Baltimore. Baltimore should yeah. win that game by 10. The Falcons are playing at the commanders
5: and Washington is laying a field goal. They're three at home. I don't think the Falcons are that's gonna have to be a Mariota game where he's throwing the ball in the air because it's it's pretty difficult to no. run on the commander's front.
4: You're getting Chase Young back. Yeah. Nah. Their defense is playing well. Nah. I yeah. would see I'd see Washington there again.
5: I think I would actually lay the points with Washington there. Bengals are is that right? The Bengals are two at the Titans. Wow.
4: Good game. Ooh. Well, give me the home dog. Really? Okay.
5: Yeah, that's my initial reaction yep. to that one. Uh Bears are at the
4: Jets. Jets are three and a half? Still no respect for the Jets. Yep, right. The Jets also have Detroit at home later in the season. That was three that was the same same spread too. I think it was three lower. So Okay, so but what am I missing here?
5: Boy, that's low. That's exactly my thought. How how are the Bears only they're getting three and a half?
4: has been great, but they can't stop anybody. No, that's that's, uh, that's, that's that's too short of a number yeah, yeah, there. Yep, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, other games that we yeah. have,
5: the Seahawks are laying three against the Raiders. Uh, that's again Seahawks or pass. Yep. The Seahawks will be off of a buy. The Raiders are one of the bottom feeders of the league this year. That would have to be Seattle minus three in my opinion. The Chargers are two and a half at Arizona.
4: Good late game. Intriguing late game. Chargers are pass.
5: Yeah. KC, 10 at home to the Rams. Okay. I, I, I actually, again, I don't like laying double digits in the NFL. I think I've done it one time this year. And I my, by the way, the team that I bet on, laying double digits lost by three touchdowns. Um, I I would maybe, I'm looking at a lot of favorites next week. Maybe the Chiefs minus 10. The, the Rams are going to have to score points against the Chiefs and how is that going to happen the 49ers are eight and a half against the Saints
4: doesn't that get out of control Saints number one worst turnover margin I'm number two aboard. in turnovers yes yes that could get out of control Eagles are down to six against Green Bay yep and it's look at the, look at the Colt line now it's under a touchdown now. yeah It was 11 and
5: a half a week ago. It's unfortunate because I wanted to take the Colts in the contest this week, but that might be getting a little bit too low by the time they post the numbers. Do you think Green Bay today is worth a play to make the playoffs? They're around plus 320.
4: No, no way. In the NFC, they're not? No way. Schedule's too difficult. I think they win tomorrow. But then at Philly, at Chicago, at Miami on Thanksgiving, Minnesota, no, no way. No way. No, can't do it. So what? They played well for one game. You know, they
5: did a good job. Well, no, no, this is more of, you know, there will be some teams in the NFC that you really don't trust that are going to, that they could surpass in the standings and overall
4: seeding. Remember, they lost to Washington. They lose that tiebreaker. They they, lose a lot of tiebreakers. Here's the thing. Washington has an easy schedule. Their updated win total is
5: 7.5. Oh, wow. I think if you like the Packers to go on a run, you maybe avoid the plus 320, that juicy price. And you go over seven and a half with the win total instead. Mm. And, uh, Indy is three against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Too bad that's on Monday night, but that's, that seems low. And Jeff Saturday is now one of the most popular bets at certain sportsbooks to win the coach of the year. I noticed that last night here at Circa, where we broadcast from every day, he's 200 to one.
4: Well, good job putting that up. I I like it. That's another thing, but that's, and I know, um, Sherapan made a good point about, well, the other guys have no chance, though, because the tweet was Saturday has received more money to win Coach of the Year at MGM than Stefanski, McVeigh, Lovey, Smith, Kingsbury, Bowles, and Vrabel. Mm-hmm. The Vrabel surprises me. I mean, I know he won it last year, but that's what they've had to deal with and winning games with Willis and keeping it a close. Right. But those other guys have no chance because they've all been disappointing seasons they're not going to make the playoffs. Sure. Let's follow the money here on v the sports
5: betting network up next betting quarters and halves get lost in the NBA during the football season now with our next guest Joe Osborne tracks the numbers all year long from Vegas insider Uh, I've been telling you about Memphis in the first quarter I can't wait to hear what else he's going to throw on top of that coming up next
3: This is Follow the Money on v
4: Welcome back. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for first bet. V-CIN's preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10. Plus get a 100% match on the first deposit, up to $200. With wagering in more than 300 tracks and AI-assisted picks, The First Bet app's the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website. Details at vcin.com slash horses. Sign up now.
5: Uh, This is always a fun segment. Joe Osborne joins the program now with Vegas Insider. He keeps track of uh, all these uh, angles in the NBA and the NFL. Quarters, halves, uh, second half stuff. Joe, it's good to talk to you again. How you been?
8: Hey, guys, I'm doing good. Good times, busy times, but it's a a great time of year for sports bettors, right? It is.
5: It is. So I can't wait to hear this. Uh, The nugget that you have on the New York Giants, the football Giants, I'm open. I want to go in fresh. Do tell.
8: Yeah, guys, never mind investing in uh, any of these crypto scams or anything. Just invest (laughs) in Giants home unders. Check this team out. Uh, Over their last 17 games at home, the under is 15-1-1. And And they're absolutely just flying under these totals. Like, no sweat on a lot of them. 13 of those 17 games failed to cross uh, 40 points. So not even close. You know, on Sunday, they're going to host the Lions. Uh, the Lions a bit up and down in terms of scoring, but twice already this season, they've been held to under seven points on the road, total of 46 and a half in this one. And the Giants are really being held back by an offense that has no big play ability whatsoever. Just 12 passing plays of 20 plus yards on the season, easily mm. last in the NFL. So we'll see how Jerry Goff makes that in the cold in, uh East Rutherford on Sunday afternoon.
4: How about some other NFL trends you have this week and uh, some other tidbits you want to share in general with the NFL?
8: Oh, man. One, I've been pounding all season. Uh, the Broncos under. The mm-hmm. Broncos are the perfect under team. If, uh, you know, I match made in under heaven whenever the Broncos are playing. So check them out this season. They're averaging the fewest points per game. But they're also allowing the fewest points per game. Uh, they're historically <laughs> awful in the red zone here, guys. Mm-hmm. Just brutal. Uh, they're only scoring a touchdown on 20% of red zone trips. Now, to put it into perspective how awful that is, the Giants were the worst team in the red zone last season at 44.7%. Broncos at 20% wow. <laughs> this season. And conveniently enough, uh, the Broncos are the best red zone defense by a wide margin. So, how has this worked out for them? Well, since the start of last season, uh Denver has gone under in twenty of twenty-six games. This includes eight of nine this season. Average combined score in their games this season, just thirty-one point two. So they got the Raiders at home here on Sunday. So yeah, I, I will absolutely pound that once again.
4: Okay, very good. Uh, great information. Uh yeah, full marks to you. You've been tracking this for several years. Uh, with NBA quarters, and uh, as I said earlier, I wish we had someone yes. on staff that did. You do a great job with this, but how about these 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 odd NBA quarters and some great streaks here?
8: Yeah, the one that stands out to me the most as a team to fade uh, the Detroit Pistons, uh, absolutely off to start basketball games so far this season. Two and thirteen against the spread in the first quarter. Of their games, uh, this includes one and seven at home, a minus four point nine point differential in the first quarter of their games. So they're just an automatic fade in the first quarter. If you can get a decent number there, uh, the Grizzlies stand out as a good team to back in the first quarter of their games. Eleven and four against the spread in the opening frame. They took care of business last night. Now you take a look at the first quarter over unders. A bit of a surprise, and that's been a great under this season, whether it be in the first quarter or overall, uh, 10-4 to the first quarter under, uh, 6-1 at home. It's surprising. They come out really slow. They do play at a slow pace, but they're 29th in first quarter points so Ooh. far this season. So keep keep an eye on that. Also keep an eye on uh, the opposing teams, uh, the under on their team total when they're playing against uh, Brooklyn. They've really turned it around defensively since they sent uh, Steve Nash packing. and. A bit of a weirdo one here. Uh, I don't think that there's a lot of people targeting uh, third quarter spreads, you know, and they're doing their research, they're handicapping for the day. Right. But the Chicago Bulls, 12-2 and two against the spread in the third quarter. Now, those bets are a bit risky because you're going in a bit blind. You never know what could happen with an injury or something like that. But the Bulls just absolutely flying in a team to fade In the third quarter, or fade whenever you want, and probably almost any situation, the uh, the LA Lakers three and ten against the spread in the third quarter. So they come out really slow after the break. So yeah, Yeah. a couple spots standing out early on this season.
5: See, Joe, I, I do. I mean, I love that stuff going into games, but also for you know live wagering. There was this run the Warriors were on for, that must have been, I don't know, a two, three-year stretch. Mm-hmm. Now, they were obviously you know the highest power-rated team in the league, but it was Steve Kerr. So those are the adjustments after halftime that ties into coaching, and then they mm-hmm. come out and they make those adjustments. And when you're pounding teams like the that is, that's it's more than just a trend. It's something to absolutely keep your eye on and maybe add to your portfolio when it comes to betting. Don, Donovan's a good coach in the NBA, and the adjustments so far at halftime then tell me that this guy and the team, they, they really, really get it.
8: Yeah, and that Warriors one was insane. It's one everyone knew. Yep. Was just, everyone was just blind betting it. You go on Twitter during like a high-profile playoff mm. game, and, well, it's time to bet the Warriors third quarter. And they come out, and they outscored the, the opponent by 10 points. Yep. So it was like automatic game after game after game. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of these things with these, you know, first quarter, first half, third quarter. Uh, you see these wild runs in terms of trends that you don't necessarily see with the full game trends, with Mm -hmm. the overs and the unders. So absolutely, you know, if you're betting the NBA on a daily basis, uh, worth keeping these on your radar for sure.
4: That's an excellent point, just like hockey as well, with with some of this under-the-radar stuff. Joe Osborne, our guest, VegasInsider.com. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Veeson, the Sports Betting Network. Follow Joe on Twitter. Any plays you like tonight.
8: Yeah, a few on my radar here, guys. Not big games by any means, but I like the Pacers. Uh, Plus two and a half in Charlotte, taking on the Hornets there. You know, uh, Charlotte in contention for the worst team in the league early on. Uh, The Rockets and Pistons might have something to say about that. But you take a look at uh, Charlotte here. Six double-digit losses already on the season. Uh, Just one and five at home. Pacers on an absolute tear right now against Mm -hmm. the spread. Seven and zero against the spread. Some... uh, Right wins over quality teams in Toronto, New Orleans, Miami, and Brooklyn. And the Pacers are much better in a lot of key stats, most notably on offense. A pretty big gap between these teams. Ninth versus dead last in the EFG shooting percentage. So you can get the Pacers as an underdog in that spot. Absolutely. I'll take a shot. And of course, I got to weigh in on uh, probably the game of the night. I'm sure a lot of your uh, guests will be touching on this one today. Of course, uh, the big Buffalo Sabres Ottawa Senators game <laughs> going down in uh, <laughs> Ottawa tonight. Thankfully, you guys got that. Yeah, I, I think the-, the Sabres here as an underdog absolutely. Worth a shot. I saw them plus 150 at DraftKings this morning. Now, a lot of people think the second game of a back-to-back, regardless of the sport. People talk about that like it's an automatic death sentence. <laughs> it is not. Some teams yeah. thrive in this situation, uh-huh. right? So that's the spot the uh, Sabres are in here tonight. Uh they're on a six-game losing streak, but not as bad as their losing streak indicates in the top half of the league and expected goals four percentage and high danger chances. Four percentage. Better than Ottawa in both of those spots. Ottawa's losing a lot too. Big defensive advantage for Buffalo. And a big difference in terms of discipline. The uh, Senators can't stay out of the box here. Fifth most penalty minutes this season. Fifth fewest or Buffalo, so if you're looking for an ice dog in a big game, give me the uh, Buffalo Sabres plus 150.
5: I like it, Joe. We have about a minute left. You're wearing the Dolphins hat today. Uh, we've known for a long time that you're a big Tua supporter. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you tied into with bets this year? I mean, do you have Tua MVP? Do you have Dolphins to win the Super Bowl?
8: No. I mean, stranger things have happened. I think this Dolphins team is probably, you know, similar to uh, the Bengals team yeah. last season yeah. yep. in terms of talent and whatnot i think that's a a fair comparison but you know i I think winning the super bowl getting to the super bowl might be too much to ask but the dolphins a plus 250 to win the afc east uh i think that's an all right bet, guys we know they have a game in hand over the buffalo bills the bills you know they might get caught here this weekend in the avalanche in buffalo versus a good running team and people talk about the dolphins upcoming schedule how it's difficult it's not ideal But, you know, they got the Texans, the 49ers, who I think are overrated. Just one game above 500 with some really ugly losses. The Chargers kind of hanging on by a thread. Buffalo in Buffalo. Let's see how Tua does in the cold. That's Mm -hmm. another uh, test he has to pass. And then you get the Packers on Christmas Day, and then you close out the Patriots and Jets. So, yeah, I think plus 250, they're leading the division today. Uh, so yeah, I think that's worth a look. If the Dolphins can get into the playoffs, win a game, and Tua can stay healthy, that's a major win. I for would that agree. Team yes. Yep.
5: You can follow him on Twitter. He is at JTF Oz, and he hosts Chasing That Paper, presented by Vegas Insider. Great spot today, Joe. Thanks for the time.
8: Awesome. Thank you, guys. Good luck to you, and good luck to all the listeners out there.
5: Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Well up next, we had some odd movement in an NFL market. We'll explain coming up.
4: This is Follow the Money on VCN. All season long, Bet Rivers your go-to book. All football-related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the app for the latest odds, promotions, player props, and more. Every week Bet Rivers has great football specials. To help you win big, cheer on your favorite teams and favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game.
5: I find uh, some of the movement in NFL, in you know, particular NFL markets, to be a little strange or peculiar uh, at certain times of the year. I don't get it. I don't understand why they move like this. And I'll bring up um, a perfect example for you here on the show. If you go back to uh, a week ago when Sauce Gardner was around even money to win the defensive rookie of the year, well, that was like going into the bye week, right? So, and the Seahawks had to play a game over in Germany, which is going to be a showcase game. Everybody was going to be able to watch it against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Well, when you go back and look at the overall numbers uh, before that game, you know, I think a lot of people just assume, well, you know, Sauce Gardner is the best rookie in the league because we hear about it so many times because there's a lot of Jets fans who are in the national media. So there's always going to be this narrative to, like, Sauce is going to be the best. He's a very good player. Again, I need to preface it by saying that he's awesome. But this is a good tweet from, and again, it's Seahawk Nerd on Twitter. So that'll tell you where this person's coming from. But as they tweeted out a week ago, we need to clear some things up here for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Tariq Woolen, four INTs, more than Sauce Gardner. Two fumble recoveries to zero for Sauce Gardner. One touchdown allowed. Um, well, I'm sorry, scored. one touchdown scored on a pick six, zero for Sauce Gardner. passer rating allowed compared to 69.1 passer rating allowed for Sauce Gardner. So that kind of tells you a story about, you know, that's not the be-all end-all, but those are some pretty impressive categories that the kid was leading Sauce Gardner in. And yet, you know, Sauce is even money, and Tariq Woolen was where he was at to win the award. And then you fast forward to where we're at today, and keep in mind, again, the Jets were on a bye week, so Sauce did not play. Did not play a game. Woolen did, and he had an INT. So it goes from that to this next tweet, where after that INT, Tariq Woolen joined Casey Hayward and Earl Thomas as the only player since 2010 to have at least five INTs in their first 10 career games. Yeah, and they point out at NFL Rookie Watch the kid is elite. But what happened in the in the market? He has the INT. Gardner has a bye week. Gardner goes from even money to minus 170. What the
4: hell am I missing? <laughs> I know, right? I understand your frustration. Yes. It's bizarre. It's kind of like what happened with Pierce and Walker. Walker uh, did nothing. Pierce had a good game and nothing happened. That's exactly right. That was right. But uh, we're running out of time here as far as games, though, too. And is, is it because the Seahawks lost? Is that a reason I why? I don't get it. Now, the other thing um, with, with these odds, and I know he's a great player, and I've been touting him since Cincinnati. Uh, he's very, very good. Two of the biggest plays of the season went his way. He held or interfered with Sutton in the biggest fourth down play against Denver, and he was all over Davis on the bomb. It, the, the guy's getting star treatment. He's been he's played ten games, yeah, nine games, half of one season. He played. Uh, it was it was like he didn't even turn around on one of them. on
5: either one of them. And he's 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 basically doing the horse collar on Corton Sutton. Oh, great coverage from Sauce. Oh, you're blind all of a sudden. Okay, great. Uh, full disclosure, yes, I'm holding Tariq Woolen at 200 to 1 to win the award. So, you know, the angle that I'm, I just don't understand it, though. I'm, I, I, it's weird to me if that makes any sense. I mean, I hope it does because I don't, is it because he's playing on the Jets? Is it because they're a winning team? Well, so are the Seahawks.
4: And they've been a great story all year long. They have been. No, good, good races here. You know, peculiar, though. Uh, excellent point. The other thing, too, how about this tweet from Adam Chernoff Seahawks. Their offense against top 16 defenses, 7, 17, 16 points, average 250 yards per game. Seattle's offense against bottom 16 defenses, 27, 48, 32, 19, 37, 27, 31, average of 450 yards per game.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: It's been night and day. I'll keep that in mind when they play bad teams then. Right. certainly Tampa uh, contained him as well. I know there was a couple big turnovers, but Tampa shut him down uh, for the most part too.
5: You know, we also, because of what happened this past week, Vikings won. Very impressive win. Miracle how it got there, but that doesn't really mean much when it comes to the coach of the year uh, market. And then the Eagles lost on Monday night. So I'll give you two examples. At DraftKings right now, Nick Sirianni is still even money to win coach of the year. Kevin O'Connell at the Vikings is around four to one. Here at Circa, it's slightly different. Nick Sirianni is now plus two forty-five, and Kevin O'Connell is plus three twenty. How about that shift here at Circa? What you're looking at on the screen, if you're watching the show, is um, DraftKings again. Big difference there.
4: Yeah. And so now,
5: and and O'Connell is ahead of Brian Dable.
4: Should he be? Yes. Yes. Well, I think they're also basing that on the schedule. Cuz it's going to who's going to get the one seed? I just thought it was a foregone conclusion it was going to be Philly. I still think they'll get the one seed. But no one expected Minnesota to win in Buffalo, you know, before then the Allen mess. But how they're pulling these games out and the Eagles are suddenly vulnerable. Now the Colts games no give me And so, you know, they still should have beat Washington. They beat themselves in horrible officiating. Mm But I still think Philly gets to 14 wins, and he's going to get it. But uh, Minnesota, that's a fascinating part of this. This great story that they eat one record. You're underdogs at home, but five of the next six are at home, and the only road game's in Detroit. You don't go outside till late December. And maybe this is real.
5: And maybe if they overtake the Eagles as the one seed. Yeah, they've already tied the record. Seven in a row, one score. Right. Right. You're looking at the guy who with a realistic shot here. Again, yeah. they lost all these games
4: last year. But they did. It was a mess. Yep. They're just like the Raiders. Raiders flipped it. Raiders won all of them. Now the Raiders are losing all the. Close That's exactly teams. right. Right. And because of what happened now in
5: that game against Buffalo, Justin Jefferson is your new shortest shot on the board to win the um, Offensive Player of the Year.
4: I don't like this. Uh, so you can only you can only. Only quarterbacks can win the MVP now. That's where we're at. There. I hate been... that. I think it's silly. I mean, hey, come on. Yep. Where are, where's Miami without Hill? Ah, what's their record without Tyreek Hill? He makes everything go. I love that point, Paul. Come on. Love they're, that they're point. They're under 500 if
5: they don't have Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I need to point this out too because uh, you bet that right? Two I'm sorry. Tyreek no. is going to set the record. No, for... I, I I recommended it because okay. we're not allowed to bet at DraftKings. Okay. Right. but that's yes. Yeah. So this is under the radar. Justin Jefferson is actually averaging more yards per game receiving than Tyreek Hill.
4: Yeah, Miami had the, yes. Hill
5: Hill doesn't get the buy until this week, and the Vikings and Jefferson already had the buy. So he's averaging like 117, 118 a game. That would be, imagine if he's the guy who goes over 2,000 yards. And you actually said this on Monday. You
4: think Jefferson should be in the MVP mix. I say, yes, I do. Come on. Kirk Cousins is still Kirk Cousins. But with the coaching and that you have that, come on with the the play he made on 4th and 18. Uh, It's the most impressive play of the year. How many of these passes, right. How many of these times are the guys wide open? The only problem. I mean, that's that's a little bit of to it too. I mean, Hill's wide open. Yeah. He's so good. So who gets the credit? Well, you certainly have to protect the quarterback. But if the wide receiver can't throw throw the ball to himself, if he's wide, it bothered me going back to Randy Moss. One year, Moss, I think he was only the second player in history to do it at the time. He averaged 100 yards and a touchdown for a season. Per game. Yep. Not even in the discussion. Well, I mean, but.
5: truly, who was like the, the MVP his rookie season? That wasn't right. Cunningham was amazing. And he was smart because he just said, oh, I have Randy Moss. Hey, I'm going to throw it deep seven times a game.
4: Yeah. Take he opened,
5: Moss opened everything up. The, the biggest game changer as a rookie ever in yeah. the sport.
4: Yeah. In a great running game, offensive line. Robert Smith was great. Carter, but uh, yeah, that's a good point. But yeah. that's I think too much of this where it's just, okay, well, look at this. Well, it's, it's Allen, Mahomes, or Hurts. No, it shouldn't be that way. No, I think like last year, Cup. Should have gotten uh, more respect yeah. for that season. Yeah.
5: He was the MVP of the team, not Matthew Stafford. Um, Here you go. Time now for your pro tip of the hour. When it comes to coaches, not trends that you're bet on, betting on necessarily, tendencies, Tomlin is a dog, 48 and 26 ATS, 65%. Pittsburgh plus four and a half this
4: week. There you go. And Joe Osborne also made a great point about these quarter stuffs and periods and you can get on these sick streaks and sick runs and not many people know about it. That's definitely under the radar. Like, who's looking at third quarter NBA, right? Right. But, like, he mentioned Ottawa, the Ottawa Buffalo. Ottawa, going in the first 10, 10 in a row. Vancouver, 16 and 1 to the over in the first period. That's a goal and a half. Yeah. Now you're seeing twos out there, but that's.
5: You can call it what you want. I understand if yeah. you want to call some of this stuff a trend, that's fine. But it's more than just that. I mean, again, it comes down to how good coaches are, how they. The, I, that thing with the Warriors in the third quarter was just –
4: That's coaching.
5: It, you know what it is? It's also like Alabama in the first quarter and the first half there for a couple of years. And
4: you can't tell me what's going on with the Lakers isn't coaching. They're awful ATS, first quarter and third quarter. Sure. Well, what do you think that's, that is? Mm-hmm. Yep, what do you when, think the Golden State
5: thing was? When teams come out of the gates and they're horrible compared to teams that come out of the gates when right. they're really, really good, there's something to it.
4: How about the Arizona Cardinals in the first quarter? Mm-hmm. That's coaching. You can't script
5: plays? You yeah, can't do anything on offense? You're ju- right. Every, everybody does that. They script 15 plays. Bam, that's when we're going to be at our best. Well, the exact opposite with a team like that. Uh, up next, Mike Palm is going to join us in studio from Circa Sports. Uh, we will get into – he's very good betting soccer. We'll get into some of his betting tips for the World Cup, what kind of limits they're going to take here at Circa, and uh, what's more likely to happen with the committee in the college football rankings. Maybe two Big Ten teams, TCU gets in, Pac 12 makes an appearance there with USC, all coming up here on Visit.
0: It's game time, baby! And you're just lying there? Watching on the couch? Uh uh-uh. uh, that's not gonna cut it. You need to get in the game with Bet River Sportsbook! there you go now you're live in the action live in game bets live player props and live player props and
5: live player props and live player props
6: infinity presents a new chapter in luxury